So we're going to do it silently tonight. We're going to start the show silently tonight. So here we go. <clears throat> here we go, testing. We're going to do it silently tonight. If I can figure out how to do this. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom, W5KUB, and this show is about ham radio. If you're out there listening on International Shortwave tonight on WBCQ on 7490, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com and let us know where in the world you are and we'll get you a QSL card out there to you. Uh, also, uh, if you will, uh, please hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel there. Hit the subscribe button. That helps us greatly to help advertise our show to other YouTube people that are, you know, surfing through YouTube and looking for things. So uh, that's a big help. If you can do that for us, hit the subscribe. And, hey, if you like the show tonight, hit like. Uh, that would also help uh, a lot. Uh, we've got quite a few uh, guests in the chat room tonight, uh, international guests in there. want to say hello to you. Uh, I have not had the 40-meter net uh, in a few weeks. Um, the band has been so bad, and it was like pulling teeth. I decided just it wasn't worth it right now. Uh, also, we, with the jamming on there, that's causing some issues, too. The band just the band. sounds really cruddy. We'll talk a little more about that a little later, too. Hey, we got the Huntsville Ham Fest coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going down, Kathy and I are going down on Thursday. We'll be setting up Friday. We'll be streaming all day on Friday. And we'll actually stream the show on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be, we've got a lot of prizes to give away uh, for you there. Uh, if you want to see what some of the prizes are, go to our website. Just go to w5kub.com and click on prizes in the top menu click on uh, Huntsville and you'll see the prizes we have everything from handy talkies to magazines to uh, reels of uh, LMR 400 we got all kinds of stuff we're going to be giving away we've been testing Hambot we're down to the wire to try to get a Hambot to uh, work with YouTube uh, our, our HamBot was designed, and, and HamBot has over 8,000 lines of code in it to, to, uh, that we ended up with that we used on our IRC platform. But now we're on YouTube, and YouTube is kind of crazy. That's Google. And they only let you do certain things, and they keep everything secret, and they don't tell you much about how to do anything. But we actually have HamBot talking to the YouTube chat room right now. And he can announce prizes and things like that. So um, uh, you may see Hambot come back uh, in in life uh, this weekend, uh, but he, he'll be there regardless. And we're going to give away a lot of prizes. So uh, be sure and tune in and watch uh, watch us on uh, the Hamfest uh, uh, this coming weekend. I think I, I guess Joe's going to be there. I know uh, Katie and Dwayne. You guys decided you're not going to make it. Uh, there's been several people, I think, back out. I know DX Engineering has canceled. MFJ has canceled. Uh, WB, has canceled. WB0W, I think, has canceled. Uh, I saw the last uh, uh, footprint. I saw Yezu's name had been removed from the footprint. So have you heard that, uh, Katie? Yep. 
Yeah, okay. I, uh, John Kruk posted that on Facebook on the Yesu pages that they okay. um, indeed were not going to be able to attend. Okay, so it's going to be a little lighter. Uh, you know, it, it's a little risky going. We're going to go and we, we've had our shots. We're going to take plenty of, you know, keep our hands clean and we're going to. We'll probably wear some masks most of the time, and uh, we're going to take a chance, but we do want to support the ham fest. Uh, it's time for it to come back and, and get some, get back to normal a little bit here. So we're going to go, and uh, I don't know if Joe, I think Joe was supposed to be in there, K0NEB. Uh, uh, he and I always usually have a, a uh, challenge to each other to see who will win the most prizes. Uh, some years I win zero, but... Uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna meet the challenge with Joe, and I'm gonna try to beat him in prizes this year at the uh, at the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest. All right, let's see what else is going on. Um, and then just a month later, I've got a Ham Fest uh, in uh, Eastern Tennessee at Sevierville. It's a new, supposedly big Ham Fest. Ham Fest, three clubs that come together. We'll talk more about that. Now, uh, let's see. I think that's all the uh, all the notices I need to give and all the information I give right now. Let's just jump around the room real quick. I see Katie and Dwayne up here first. How are you guys doing? Hi, Tom. Hi, hello. everybody. Hello, hello. Doing well from smoky and hot Wyoming, but looks like we're mm -hmm. finally going to get a break on the weather. And 97 today. It's been ugly, but... Wayne's been doing a lot of uh, chasing the meteors lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the we had we had the Perseids meteor shower, meteor shower last week. And, um, I ran three nights of good meteor scatter on six meter. Uh, put about seventy cusos in the log, bouncing off the meteor trail. So yep. that was fun. Yep. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I've never done any meteor bounce. Uh, I'll have to try that sometime. It is, it's pretty neat, yeah. and um, it's really a weird sound, too, of course, like half of the digital modes, but it's well, pretty cool when you see it happening and how it actually manages to make those contacts. It, and Yeah, it sounds like a hammer drill yeah. <laughs> on a cement floor upstairs. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a horrible sound, but I did manage to use 2 meter, 100 watts 2 meter into Utah from here. Um, and in case you're wondering, Salt Lake City is an eight and a half to nine hour drive from us. So um, it, that was pretty impressive, I thought. Uh, some people, yeah. it's nowhere near the record, but some people, uh, I thought, well, okay, we'll start doing two meter. So I did SO2R, two meter. I made one QSO on two and about 73 on the, on uh, six meter. So. Yep. And now our clubs, we're getting together and planning for the uh, VHF con contest in September. Um, so we're, it's something new for us around here, and one of our club members is, uh, loves VHF and has a whole bunch of ideas. So now some of the club members are working together to make a plan of attack for that weekend. Um, well, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're yeah. building two, 30, two 18 element uh, 440 beams, so we'll have 36 elements on 70 centimeter to try and do some EME work with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on around here. All right. Looking forward to hearing what Alex has to say tonight. Really yeah, glad to yeah, I am out. too. We'll get to him in just a couple minutes here. Uh, Glenn, what are you doing tonight, Glenn? I'm just relaxing. Finally got a job where I can start doing things again. Um, here in that meteor scatter, I've actually got a meteor scatter 
presentation that somebody gave me that I want to play with and clean up and do. I want to work some meteor scatter. And uh, that's been something I'm on my list for quite a while. I love working six when it's open. And uh, hopefully now I'm going to be spending more time at home, so I'll be able to get on the air quite a bit more often. And uh, I am all packed up, ready. Uh, I have the uh, presentation done for Huntsville. So if nothing else, we're still going to have the forum. We've got some good prizes. Uh, when Hambot wasn't looking, I reached into his box and grabbed a few things. And uh, yeah. we're going to be giving out uh, a couple of Arduino-related prizes. ARRL is bringing a couple of my new books down to give away. And uh, a couple of the other uh, folks have donated some really nice prizes. So we'll be giving those away in my forum there at Huntsville. That's at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. Back to you, Tom. All right. Well, we'll see you down here, man, and uh, we're going to have fun down here. Just keep your hands washed, and if you see somebody cough, don't walk into it, okay? Just kind of avoid them. That's, that's all, all I can say there. Bill Brown. How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm back from Ohio and back in Alabama and getting geared up for the ham fest. Looking forward to it. Uh even though uh, things have changed a little bit in the uh, COVID situation, uh, I think it's still going to be a good ham fest. And uh, we've got a forum um, right after uh, Glenn's forum at 11 o'clock. Yep. He, uh, giving a talk and then maybe do a launch at noon if the weather cooperates. Uh, so it's kind of kind of iffy, but uh, a lot of pop-up thunder showers. But if it's if it's sunny, I think we're going to do a launch around noon on Saturday. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing everybody and seeing your gigantic booth this year. So that'll well, be it's it. not any it's not any larger than it was last year. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's all going to be more room around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we do have more room around us. Uh, uh, we, on, on one side of us, we've got two aisles going to the men and women's restroom right on uh, behind us. And on the right side, we got the entry of the main door. So well, that would be a good, uh, a good uh, traffic. Uh, it 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 could be. It 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 yeah, it might be. Uh, I'm well, contemplating whether or not I want to put plexiglass all the way around this thing. <laughs> now I uh, was uh, I spent two weeks cleaning out my barn where I've got a bunch of old radio equipment, and uh, I found some radios from the 1920s and 30s their receivers uh -huh. but uh, th those are the big finds they were used to belong to my uncle w8un um who got his first license in 1921 and i found his log books going back to the 20s from 1920 to 21 all the way up to about 1980 uh, I found his log books and there was just a big stack of them so that was a real find to see and they didn't have a W or an N or a K right. or a call sign or an A it was just the number yeah the old call sign used to be 8CQJ there was just an 8 they had yeah, the call yeah. areas but nothing no prefix in front of them. so that was pretty neat and a lot of, a lot of history there so I had fun digging into memory lane there. And uh, a friend of mine was working the meteor scatter uh, and uh, 
from uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, W4HTB, and he said he heard uh, Puerto Rico on two meters through a meter scatter bounce. So uh, there was some good activity on two meters as well on that uh, during the meteor storm. It was completely overcast for three days, so I didn't get to see any. Um, but um, apparently there was some really good activity on the night of the mo early morning of the 13th in particular. There were like 80 meteors per hour. Yeah. So I've been looking forward to seeing you at the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest. Yeah, it's been a while, so uh, that's the reason we want to get down here. Just to meet with all our friends and say hello to them. So we'll uh, we'll see you there. Be there Thursday Thursday evening. And I'll be slipping inside the Von Braun Center Thursday evening. And uh, like last year, you, the guy setting up the curtains and stuff, you just slip them about five extra bucks back there. And, uh, man, they'll set it up any way you want it. You need more curtains here? You want this bent this way? They'll just do it for you, man. You can do a Wizard of Oz setup with curtains. That's, that's right, man. That's behind right. the curtain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, are you staying at the Embassy Suites? Yeah, we're at the Embassy. Uh, let me just also make this announcement. There are... There are some hotel rooms available at the embassy right now. I think a number of people have canceled. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. And there are some rooms available. So if you want to uh, call the embassy suites, that is the perfect place to be, man. If it's raining, and let me tell you, with this hurricane, it's going to just about be over uh, Huntsville Friday and Saturday, uh, the hurricane. I imagine it's going to be raining. I don't know. What do you think, Bill? Rain? It's 50-50. This, yeah. this, this uh, tropical storm, Fred, was supposed to come right over us, but ended up going about uh, 20 miles east of Huntsville and missed yeah. us completely. So it's, it's very iffy. Uh, I'm going to have to wait until we get uh, another day or two here. Well, all right. All right. Well, hey, let's just jump on into the show now and get started here. I'm going to, uh, we, we saved Alex for last here. So we're just going to pull Alex uh, in here. And um, Alex, uh, uh, come on in, Alex, and uh, get, on the, get on the screen here. You have to say something to get on the screen. Hello, Alex. Okay. Hello. Hello. Good there you are. There's Alex. He's in there. Okay. Hey, hey guys. It's a pleasure tonight to get uh, Alex in here, uh, W7HU uh, from Florida, on here with us tonight. And he's got a great story to tell and uh, an exciting story. And uh, you know, it's uh, man. We're going to talk about uh, uh, trying to escape from Cuba. We're going to talk about building uh, boats and float with 20 meter antennas on them and uh, getting stuck out at sea and having to be rescued and we may even talk about how the uh, jamming is affecting the Haiti uh, recovery. We're going to talk about a lot. So we've got an expert on here tonight. We've got uh, Alex on here tonight that's an expert in all those areas. So uh, Alex, how you doing, man? You're looking pretty good. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm doing good, you know, and having uh, a good evening tonight. I was actually uh, 20, 20 minutes ago, I was on a pilot. On, on 20 meter i have a bunch of people that i gotta say hey last one because i yeah. gotta come here to the show and i gotta i have to go and, and pick up a, a, a bottle of water because i was calling for an hour as i was planning uh but you know i'm i'm actually I just got a news from a guy who reported me from cuba 
but I have to verify if that information was okay. If that information was okay, I am, uh, you can count that I'm a, a, a rich man. Because not with money, yeah. but with pleasure, you know? Yeah. Well, huge, well, you've you've been blessed. Huge. You've been blessed. I'm telling you, yeah. I heard from a guy who told me that the Cuban government is telling the people in Cuba that the amateur radio from Miami has been paid by the U.S. government to, to tell them lies about the socialism. Well, how much money, how much money is the U.S. government paying you, Alex? I don't know, man. I, I can't wait to get a check, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... You know, I'm doing that for free, you know, and but that's that's the way that and that's why it's very important uh, for us as a ham radio operators to go and deliver them the freedom to deliver them the true uh, news, you know, because the government can invent many things in there. Mm -hmm. They can tell that, you know, mm -hmm. you are this and you are that and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, you know, they're always inventing things about, and they change the uh, the situation, of course, on their favor. But the people of Cuba are tired of that, and uh, we're here to support them, and I will continue to support the Cuban people until they get free. And you are a big voice to get the message out to those people. Alex, when did when did you leave Cuba? I left Cuba 16 years ago. On a raft, it was uh, 55 gallon drums. It was 20. Well, the first attempt, I was 22 with the first attempt. Yeah. And it was not 18 55 gallon drums. Yeah. And um, yeah, you got the picture right there. And uh, as you see there, those 55 gallon drums are nine. I mean, those were not 11 and 11. That was the second time. There is the mastil right in the center, and the two wires that you see to the front and to the back of the raft is the 20 meter dipole so i made a 20 meter dipole mm -hmm. and i have on the second attempt a homemade um three band radio who was the um designed by the guy in camaway cuba charlie oscar seven golf charlie he designed mm -hmm. that radio they call him the G gc uh 600 and on my first attempt, I have an old Jesu FT-80 Charlie, FT-80 Charlie, which is the commercial version of the FT-747. And um, that was the first one that I that I have. Well, in both of the uh, of both cases, uh, radio and ham radio saved my life. And you know the seven soul that we were on the first attempt and the second one. And I tell you why. When we have the tropical, not the tropical storm, the tropical depression would hit our raft, we have waves of about uh, 10 meter, uh, and we lost all the water and all the food. The only thing that we have were left seven cans of sardine and 20 liter of water for 18 days for seven people. And when we had that, I protect my radio uh, if, you know, Mm -hmm. If it was my life, you know, and my radio remained dry. So the next day, I have the battery, and I was able to call Mayday and talk to some Hispanic people in seven, I mean, in 14280, and they contact people here in Miami, and there was a big noise. Uh, but in that 
moment, I didn't contact the 71300. The 71300 was on the second attempt, which I made it to Mexico. So, in the first attempt, I was on the, on the sea for 18 days and nothing happened. The water was like a flat. And we were floating there, you know, and we didn't see any boat, anything. So, we have to eat one can of sardine and half a glass of water every day at 3 p.m. in the in the in the afternoon so and after we run out of water of course we run out of uh, food in seven days because there were seven cans of sardine imagine seven people for one can of sardine that's not enough but anyway we handled it to made it we uh, finished the um, the food but we still have some water and when we finish the water we have to drink our own urine to survive so everybody got their own can of sardine. You got to pee there and, and, and do like this and drink it. And, yeah. and the people say, why you don't drink uh, salt water? We don't drink salt water because if you drink salt water, you'll die. You know, yeah. Yeah. The salt water will kill you in two hours. So you will have first uh, diarrhea and then you will, you will have uh, uh, your internal uh, failure in your body. So... The so the first the your first trip, uh, you were out there what eighteen days? Is that right? I was the total of twenty two, but I was eighteen days with no engine and no no. Oh, okay, okay. And then I called, and when I called, and I told them we lost everything, uh, we don't know where we are, and and I lost the battery, and of course I lost communication. Yeah. But I have a, a walkie-talkie that I was when we transport all of those 55 gallon drums to assemble the raft on the on the coastline we have two walkie-talkie one guy was on a bicycle three kilometers ahead and I was talking to him so I used that walkie-talkie just for the for the uh, transportation on the raft in order to be uh, high from the authorities because the guy was selling clear and you go and clear clear the same thing we did the two times yeah so the, that walkie-talkie who was there of FD23R I put it on a on a backpack on on a place right there on the raft. So in they passed and I forget about it. So there was a guy who was um, uh, who believed in God. He was going to the church every day and his son that night when I kept my radio alive, he gave the Bible to his son and he told his son keep it dry. And guess what? They got mm. the Bible wet. And the next day when uh, Agustin realized that the Bible was wet and my radio was dry, he started yelling at his son, so oh, I raised you believing in God and this guy keep his radio alive, dry, mm -hmm. and you have the Bible wet. Oh my goodness. And he lost the feet. And for so many days, he was not talking about God. He didn't want to read the Bible. He didn't want to sing us anything. And until that point, I didn't believe in God, hmm. but we start telling him when we have all the water left and we start drinking our honoring, I was thinking, why don't you read the Bible to us? And he said, no, 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 no. Well, we told him every day. And then a day before we got rescued, he said, okay, fine. And he started reading the Bible. He started singing religion songs to us. Mm -hmm. We start singing with him. And out of the blue, I remember that I had the walkie-talkie. I said, oh, let me grab it. And when I turned on the, the walkie-talkie, 
it was fully charged. And I said, oh my God, that's good. I'm going to see if I can pick up uh, you know, uh, any station. I put it on a scan mode. And in Cuba, the government took part of the two-meter band and gave it to the featuremans in order to get the cheaper radios because they mm -hmm. can buy ham radio equipment which are cheaper than the commercial ones. Mm -hmm. So they, mm -hmm. they just robbed the two-meter portion of the amateur radio and gave it to them. They're using that as a commercial, but only what is here, the uh, 144 and, and above, you know, it was actually anything under 145 was destined for the uh no above 145 was destined for um the fishing and the uh, commercial activity so so, so I, and i heard a noise when i heard a noise mm -hmm. i say do you copy me this is charlie oscar seven hotel uniform maritime mobile on a raft do you copy say who's there who's there and i start establishing a conversation with the guy uh, the 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 Jesu FT23R has a, an S meter, so I moved on the raft 360 degrees to find out where was the signal coming from, like directional. So when I mm -hmm. saw that there was a five nine, I told them, okay, I have the sun right on my right hand side, and I'm copying you. You have to be at least three km uh, kilometer from me and we start talking and they find us and then they shackle us they call the cuban coast guard yeah, they cannot yeah. give us water and anything so and, uh, so after 22 yeah. days after 22 days now i guess you're lucky were you lucky or not so lucky what happened to you after 22 days well imagine that alexis uh kilo mike seven uh kilo yankee i believe was alexis call he was actually uh, peeing his blood, and he was almost dying. And it was this two nights before that he'd say, hey, guys, if I die, just eat me. I have some meat over here. And he, he puts oh, his oh, man into the backside, and we say, no, we're not going to eat you. If we die here, we're going to tie with a rope, and we're all going to die, but we have to keep our IDs. And our family deserved to know what's going on with us our family deserves to know what happens to us even if we die but we're not going to eat anybody we're not cannibals you know yeah and uh well i was thinking start reading the bible and we got that signal and we got we got rescue and the um the cuban coast guard came and 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 throw us a, a gallon with water and alexis who was the guy who was being he grabbed that out of the front and he started Drink in the water, we, we say, pass it on, pass it yeah. on, pass it on. He was like, we pass it on. So, so here you are. You're, yeah. You're getting rescued, but they're going to take you back to Cuba. Yes. But we say, it's better to go to jail than going to. Now, did you uh, feel like that because you were trying to escape, that they would be mad and they might put you in jail? Yes. But I have one advantage. I have the radio with me and i was talking to people in the united states what's going on with that the people outside of the country knew what's going on with us mm -hmm. so they were expecting what they're going to do with us so the government decided not to do anything against us because we were in the public eyes you know oh i see 
So they, they cannot disappear us if the people know that we were there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I heard stories of the disappearing people in the middle of the sea. But they couldn't with us because the situation that we were actually, we had communication and we make noise. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's why um, they couldn't do that. So they, they treat us good. We went to the hospital, had seven I IVs, and uh, they sent us back to our uh hometown which is florida city camaway cuba and well i worked there for two years and two years after that we make the other raft and we escape from the same place from the south right. part of so, the island so three years later second years attempt later yeah three years three years later your second attempt hey let's jump back just real quick before we get into the second uh escape i'll call it an escape Let's talk about how you got in, started in ham radio. Now, I don't think there's a lot of, I mean, don't most Cubans, are they building their own radios? Do they have old equipment? What do they have, and how did you get started in ham radio? Well, um, and, and yes, I know, and we start talking about the raft, and then we didn't, we didn't That's do okay. That's okay. story okay. from the beginning to the thing. But I'll tell you how I became a ham radio. I was walking down my neighborhood hunting lizards. I didn't have a toy. When I was a child. Oh wait, you so were hunting I, lizard. You what do you want with a lizard? Why? Okay, why? we put the lizard together to fight, and we we have fun with that. Oh, okay, we have fun so with the, the lizard. lizard. We put it together. We call him something chipojo, which is a huge lizard that are in Cuba. Yeah, and they're very aggressive in each other, and you put it on the place, and the winner is you know the one who get the prize and all that stuff. Okay, cool, so, man, cool. I was back in Cuba, you know. Yeah, and um, we put it to fight and everything. And then when I was hunting the lizard, I heard a noise. Wait, 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 wait. What is that? And I looked inside of the house, you know, curiosity. There was this guy, Charlie, my seven Oscar Charlie, with a gigantic 160 meter tube radio with the receiver separate and the power supply separate and the radio in the other in the other side. And he told me, You like this? Come over. And I said, Okay. And I went inside and and I told him, What do you do with that? I said, Oh, I'm talking to people. I'm talking to uh, to Tati in El Trafico. Well, that was uh, three kilometers away, and I I, I find that I found that fascinated. I said, "Wow, he can talk with somebody three kilometers away, and with no wire and anything, no telephone, just with that." And he told me, "You want to talk to him?" I say yes. And he asked me, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, I'm a singer. I imitate the Italian uh, singer Eros Ramazzotti." And he told me, "You want to sing a song for him?" And I say, yes, for now. Why not? I grab the microphone and I start singing the song. He say, okay, now we have Alexander Bayares for you. And, and I start singing. What happened is our local radio station was in one, uh, 1,480 kilohertz. Okay, 1.480 kilohertz. And of course, you know how close is 160 meters from that frequency. That guy, he doesn't have... The proper filtering, and he was using a an eight eight eleven tube, and he was putting quite a bit of power, and the harmonic was interfering the entire neighborhood. So when he pressed the PTT, who was in AM, everybody will listen what he said. So since I was singing, imitating Eros Ramazzotti, the next day when I went to my school, everybody was telling me, 
Hey, I, I hear you in Radio Florida. You were singing Eros Ramazotti. Good for you. <laughs> and all the all all the ladies was telling me, oh, Alex, I hear you on the on the radio. And I, I feel important and say, wow, that's amazing. And I went the next day. I went that day back to Amaury's house. And, and the next day and the following day until, you know, I, I got my license. But it was funny that we... My first radio was an Islam. There was a, a double side band that I didn't assemble myself because I, d I didn't have the uh, electronic knowledge by Amaury do. I, I helped him to uh, build the box and, you know, the body and, and, and everything. And it was funny because we went to uh, a, a place in the, in the farm and we looked for those aluminum plates and we have to scrub that and, and you know, make it. That was a, a fantastic thing. And when we were... Uh, we, when we were um, assembling the power, uh, the power supply, one of the filters exploded, and then Amaury had uh, a hat like this, and it and it and it broke the hat from here. The the cup of the of the Russian filter destroyed his hat, and it put this huge, um, you know, smoke, black smoke. Yeah. My mother was dying. That was in my in my uh, living room. My mother was, oh my God, you guys are dead. And mm -hmm. she was scared. And she didn't like it too much. But anyway, I was, uh, you know, more intense than her. And uh, yeah, that's how I became a ham radio. And then I learned. And I, and I remember before I having the radio, I couldn't be um, a licensed ham because I didn't have a radio in Cuba. I don't know now, but back in the days, you have to build your radio and they have to inspect the radio in order to give you a call sign. They give you something that is the CC, Certificado de Capacidad, uh, Capacity Certificate, but you can operate with the club station, but you cannot do that. Well, I handle it to have a, I borrow a radio from from uh, my friend Amaury and I handle uh, to make DX with uh, a friend of mine's call sign. He told me use my call and call, and mm -hmm. he makes he makes the the DXCC, but I was the one who made it for him. Oh no, man! Yes. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was crazy. So, yes. does the government take away your radios, or do you have to build your own radios? How does that? Well, when you if you don't have uh, you know the money to afford one of those radios that they sell there that they're discontinued from the government because the government use also HF radio ham radio FT seven forty seven FT eighty Charlie uh, you know for their communication. Well, they used to use that. Where do you buy? Yeah, do Where not. would you buy? Can you buy a new radio? No, no, no. You cannot buy a new radio unless somebody from the United States send it to you from somewhere yeah, in the world, yeah. and it's. It's a, it's a pain to get a radio into Cuba. Yeah. And uh, but you know before in my time there was no opportunity to to get a radio. So you have to build your own radio. I, I want to clarify the people that there is no DX engineering, no HRO, no such a store like that that you can buy parts. Yeah. You know, yeah. people yeah. have to take the old uh, Russians TV and take the parts to build their own radios. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so that got you into ham radio. And uh, that's that's good because you actually had a ham radio and it saved your life on your first uh, raft attempt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, three years later, you decided to try again. Now, are the uh, authorities not watching you guys to make sure you're not planning this again? Yes, and that's why I have to move to Havana. And actually, being uh, uh, one of those, um, how you call that, uh, the cheap shepherd. I was working on a place on like a little farm there, you know, as a shepherd. And um, for, two, for two years. And then when the raft was ready, they called me, and then I went back there, and we left. So you uh, went to be a sheep shepherd mm -hmm. for, for a couple years. For two years, yes. For two years. Mm -hmm. And then you come back home, I guess, and you start, yes. planning, you start planning your next trip. Exactly. But uh, every day when I was, was, you know, with the chips there, I was actually dreaming and believing that my dream will be through. Because when I um, came back the first time, uh, they make a, a meeting and they 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 kick me out of the uh, FRC, and which is the Cuban Federation of Amateur Radio, and they told me you're never going to be a ham radio in your life. And I said, okay, oh, really? okay, that's okay. what you say. Something is what I like and what I want, and the second attempt. I'll tell you the truth. I was scared, for sure, because after suffering 18 days, you know, floating, and I almost died, you are scared. But my um, ambition to be a ham radio operator again, to being able to use a radio, was what pushed me all over to take the decision and go the second time. Yeah. I made the decision because I wanted to keep being a ham radio operator because I knew in Cuba I would never be a ham radio operator. Tell me, uh, tell me about your second attempt. Did, did your same friends uh, uh, from yes. the first time join yes. you the second time? And yes, how did you how did you build things differently the second time? How did you make well, sure you're going to not lose your food? What what do you exactly. do different? The second time, we, instead of having all all uh, fifty-five gallon drums with all the water, if you put the picture again of the raft, I'll explain you why. If you have the picture of the raft, you can put it. Uh, we did something different. We used those um, uh, white gallons there, those uh, containers. Mm. That was the water. We didn't want, and we put a different rope for each one individual, <coughs> mm -hmm. and we tied we tied the the. Um, the the containers to the through the raft uh, to uh, you know um, uh, an yeah. angular there separate those Just look like uh, those look like five gallon plastic yeah five, jugs. five gallons yeah, yeah five gallons mm -hmm. and you know we did the same with the diesel we uh, we put the diesel uh, in the front with small containers and that way if we have a, a an emergency or a huge storm if we lose one thing with everything, we will lose everything. So, but in this case, we tie everything and we make sure. Plus, we add more uh, 55 gallon drums. In this case, we use 11 and 11. The first one was 9 and 9. And you think, oh, that's not much of the difference. Yes, it is. It is a huge difference when in terms of uh, space and, and and floating, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, we, we did it right. And then we have uh, plenty of food. We have uh, uh, we have uh, um, a gas tank, you know, a propane tank. Yeah. 
and and uh, you know of course on a stove and uh we were prepared for the second one so you could actually yeah. cook you could cook your meals yes if you, you wanted cook to your meal so on the second one we lost the engine because we didn't know that in the uh diesel you have the return hose and you have to put that back to the tank and we were throwing the leftover diesel to the water and we burned 120 gallons in, in two days and mm. we were already on the um um right on the deep uh sea and there was this uh, tanker marathon who passed by and throw us a pallet with food and that was the first time that i ate an apple in my life the first apple that i ate in my life was from there so they throw us a pallet with bread water and apples and they didn't pick up us uh, i think uh, i don't know why but i was able to communicate with in the 14300 net with whiskey trees that you fred federico he was able to contact the coast guard and he told the coast guard that i was contacting i mean i was we were receiving a pallet with food from that boat they contacted that boat and the boat say yes we did he was on this coordinate so mm. the nearest point was the mexican authorities so the u.s coast guard called the mexican coast guard and told them to go and find us you know because they saw the currents and the way that the uh, the water goes you know the currents even we didn't have an engine on the second time we saw that we were moving faster because we had this current who was going to put us inside of the gulf of mexico so we end them up very close to isla mujeres in mexico and we we got rescued by the mexican coast guard right there and they took us to mexico well, and that was the other that was the worst part the good part was that we got rescued by the mexican coast guard nice people they treat us good they give us food medicine everything but when we went to immigration they put us on immigration for three months until we escape we have to broke the door and then um you know walk uh from veracruz until brownsville texas 17 days walking so to, they lock uh, you up immigration locks you up and you have to break out yes you break out sneak away and you walk to the u.s yep this guy here is amauris the guy who uh, teach me how to be a ham yeah cool okay and i have a bunch of newspaper here that they give me in uh, in immigration when i cross the border the the border patrol gave it to me and that was me right there on um yeah on mexico immigration so I, I have to look for the better picture because i have a okay right here see that's me right there you see the skinny one right there uh-huh the one is behind me this uh, okay this one here is alexis the ham radio and this guy here is agustin the guy who lost the fee and re re read the bible to us and yeah. i didn't mention you guys that after that day I, I believe in god since that day when we got rescued and well, he was well, actually great. reading the bible that's great that's great for sure yeah so that was you know when i i sent a letter to uh the uh, ex-president vicente fox and i became a you know the leader of the 66 cuban people there human rafting people and i was interviewed by many um uh tv stations there and well actually when i crossed the border that's why 
uh, I got this because the people in the border, uh, they were, you know, watching our case and they keep this uh, newspaper mm -hmm. and they give me this as a gift. So that was a very nice uh, detail from them. I, I loved uh, the way that they treat me and uh, it was very good when I, after, you know, going there to, uh, to immigration and I crossed the border, I asked the, an officer, Hey, I'm Cuban and I'm asking for, I'm looking for political asylum. He told me, go to that office. So I went to that office. And there was this lady on the bench. He told me, oh, I want your name and address in Cuba. I put my name and address in Cuba. Five minutes after that, there was the officer Gonzalez and came and told me, Alexander Valladares. And I say, me, I was so scared. Imagine that. I came from a communist country when you scared the police and the authorities. Yep. And I said, me. He put his hand on my shoulder and he told me, Alex, welcome to America. You are a free man. That's you know? great. Great. Yeah. yeah. That so, was one of the best, one of the best time in my life. Oh, yeah. Coming to a foreign country, not having even a family here, and get that warm welcome from an officer on the border. Only in America, that only in America, feeling that freedom, feel free, that's amazing. You can't describe that. Maybe you don't understand what freedom means, but for me, this country changed my life for good and forever. You know? Yeah. And there is many Americans there that they believe uh, this country is bad. Guys, you don't know what you have. What we have in this country, we don't have it anywhere else. See what's going on in Afghanistan. See what happens in all over the world. And you have a stability. You have freedom of speech. You can say that you don't like Biden and they're not going to come after you. You know? That's right. So are you... Uh, you're You're... Uh you're the voice for those people now. You're talking to people in Cuba every day. Yep. Yeah, I talk to I talk to I talk to Cuban people. We here in Miami, there is two or three brave uh, ham radios who actually talk back to us, and two of them they say that they agree with what we say and keep telling that. And what I do to understand to know if they're listening, I say, "Can you whistle?" And then you. You yeah. listen when they said, you know that there is many people. I don't want them to say yes with their voice because they can get recognized and then they go after them. But they're there. They'll listen. And you know what happened? There are families, friends, and neighbors, and they say, this is what happened. This happened in Havana. This happened in this. It happened in that. When we get the information, they spread the word with their neighbors and family. Yeah. Well, you're probably uh, sending a lot of hope. Uh, to the other hams and people there in in Cuba, and uh, they're uh, they're seeing they're seeing your story, and they're seeing the difference, you know, from what they what they live to what you live. I think, and oh, you're yes. probably uh, you're probably telling. I guess you're telling them that uh, as you talk to them. I don't know. Yes. Now yes, the I government. I'm sure the government is monitoring many of those uh, uh, conversations. And it could get people in trouble, I guess. So you have to be careful, right? 
Yes, yes, for sure. See, this is uh, the jamming. Now, at this time, the propagation with Cuba is a little bit gone, but still you see the five and nine and listen the the noise. That's the jamming signal. And uh, you come over here. Oh, no, that's a... Hold on. That's another jamming. So, mm -hmm. and it is, it is crazy. Uh, you want to know how that jamming start? Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. Let Let's me talk about it. Back. Let me put the camera back. Hold on. I was changing the microphone, not the camera. Okay. I got him now. Okay. I wake up on July 11th who was the day of the rebellion in Cuba. And I look at my cell phone and I saw these many videos from people, uh, you know, uh, claiming from Libertad, Libertad, which is freedom, freedom. Mm -hmm. and it was all over the country. Uh, it was like spontaneous and the people went there with passion and needs and, and, and hope and everything. And out of the blue, a couple of hours after that, well, we stopped seeing videos because the Cuban government um cut off the internet and i said cut off the internet because they didn't allow the people what they really did is they changed the dns and when they changed the dns address the people cannot communicate and they cannot access to internet unless you use the vpn and that was uh the second day when the people start doing you know the smartest guys they use vpn and then they can communicate back to here but they um for the general public they cut off the internet and i say well we don't have the social media from Cuba, but I'm going to use the first social media ever. What is the first social media? Radio. Mm -hmm. um, radio was the first social media. So I went there and I started talking and it was these two guys that were very exciting when I, I was telling them what was going on in different provinces and, and cities. And it was a huge thing. There was people, uh, a, a guy who actually was jamming us and and, and 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 offending us that's what they do you know when they don't have a, a reason uh to discuss a, a, a topic they offend you and they tell you bad words and stuff we didn't pay attention to him we say we're not talking to you we're going to tell the cuban people what's going on and after that they start jamming the 7130 who was the frequency that we start i went to take a shower and when i came back i told uh, the guy from Tampa, let's move to 170. We moved to 170 and they start jamming 170. And when we went to bed, because around this time, you know, propagation is gone, we went to bed. And the next day when I wake up, I say, well, jamming, it was only when we were talking. So when I turn on, ooh, I saw the jamming signal in 130 and 170. So, wow, that's crazy. And then, um, the next day we went to 140 and they put a jamming on 140. They were following us and putting jamming signal. They also went there to 115 and put a jamming signal because they, they have a net there. So they put the jamming signal with 20, uh, with 15 kilowatts uh, through the island. They have 21 uh, transmitter. Uh, and I don't know if you have the picture of the rhombical antenna, the umbrella antenna. I don't, I don't know have if it. I send it no. to you. No. You don't have it? No, I don't have it. Uh. Okay, I haven't somewhere here but i thought i sent it to you i'm sorry about that right. but they have this rhombical antenna and 
Of course, if you have 15 kilowatts within a radio of the city, you can now listen in 40 meter because they have homemade radios. And, you know, with every radio, if you have a 15 uh, kilowatt station, you won't listen anything 50 kilohertz up and down because of the splatters. It's a huge wide open signal. And they have putting those on the, you know, the people from, from Cuba, they get, they're allowed to go through from 750 to 7125, uh, the third category, and that's why they're focused to put the jamming signal and the CM, they can go above and they put on those frequency. And they jam in 215 because in 210, there is a, a, a group of Cubans that they talk every day about, you know, Cuba and stuff, and they wanted to jam that frequency too. So, and here we go. They didn't stop putting the jamming signal. I put a video on my YouTube channel about the jamming. And, you know, uh, I denounced them because they were jamming the amateur radio. And um, I saw on August 15, a guy from Cuba put, Haiti is near Cuba requesting to protect one uh, 7150 uh, kilohertz for emergency. Uh, Cuban government is jamming. That guy, uh, if you allow me to uh, sure. screen share, I can do it. Yes. Okay. Let me see if I have. Okay. Okay. Well, as you see here, he's uh, CO7 uh, Whiskey Tango. All right. He said, Haiti is near Cuba requesting to protect the 150 kilohertz for emergency. Cuba government is jamming. It's not a U.S. guy. Uh-oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I think, uh, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hold on. It's not, the, it's not the U.S. guy who is telling that. It's a guy from Cuba that actually is suffering from the, uh, the thing. And see what the guy from Haiti said. The Yaru R2 Jim Robert uh, Galen. Hotel Hotel 2 Julia Romeo, president of the Radio Club of Haiti, reports there has been a significant structure, a structure damage request by IARU member society to protect the emergency frequency 3750 kilohertz, 7150 kilohertz, and 14330 kilohertz. That for emergency. And now I say, do you think with a super jamming station 157, and Haiti being so close to Cuba, they cannot communicate with nobody on that frequency. So we are asking the Cuban government to stop the jamming at least on that frequency, the 7157, to allow the Haitian people to have their communication, their emergency communication uh, well done, you know? Yeah. It, it is another nation that is in need, and the Cuban government didn't stop their jamming system. Yeah, and they probably will not stop. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Hey, I tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to open the phone lines up, and I'm going to invite anybody who wants to join us on Zoom that they can join us. And if people want to say hello or have questions for you, uh, they can uh, uh, talk directly to you. Or if they have a question for Katie or Dwayne or or Glenn or Bill, uh, just the next uh, the next one hour of the show will be very informal and open to anybody who wants to join us. So um, let me go ahead and, and put that number up here. 
and we'll move into that part of the, uh, the show where we can get some participation from from our viewers. It's been very interesting tonight and a great story. So let's see here. Let me put the phone number up. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is funny that uh, and yes, uh, Judel, you are right. Papa Zulu to Yankee Tango said this. Uh, he says it is not a government; it is a tyranny. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Well, okay, here we go. All right. So the phone lines are open. The phone line number is listed below on the chat room if you guys would like to call. You also have the Zoom meeting. Just click on that Zoom meeting there and you can join us. So the show is open for you guys. Let me just uh, take a quick uh, break here just really quick and just uh, say uh, again hello out there to our audience. And if you're listening out there on International Shortwave on 7490, this is Amateur Radio Roundtable. Uh, a show about ham radio and we're talking to Alex tonight uh, from Miami who uh, after several attempts on a, a raft uh, made it from Cuba to the US and uh, is giving us a lot of information of uh, what's going on and what he had to uh, go through uh, to get here so again uh, phone lines are open so, Katie, uh, Katie, Glenn, Bill, you guys want to come in here and say anything? Yeah, that's truly an amazing story. I grew up in Miami, and uh, it was a very common thing for people on rafts or darn near anything that would float to uh, try to come ashore in Florida. The believe the rule was that if, if they set one foot on the sand, they were allowed to stay. And um, so that was back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, you know, that was when they had the uh, Mariel boat lift and everything. So, well, that, the, the, um, the Cuban adjustment law was uh, made by Bay Johnson. And the dry foot, wet foot, foot was signed by Clinton, okay, in 1994. And it was derogated by Obama two year, uh, a couple years ago. So Clinton put it, Obama... Uh, cut them off. Uh -huh. The dry foot, wet foot. That means if you're Cuban, if you put your foot in and on the ground, you stay. If no, you go back. Now, um, they they don't no longer have that protection. So if you come here, you have to be here illegal for one year and one day until you are eligible to get the Cuban adjustment law. Mm. All right, we had a couple people join us. Uh, let's see who who, who joined. Uh, uh, let's see. Trying to see who joined us on uh, Zoom. We had, uh, you've got Jeff Cohn and uh, Alan, WK0. Yeah, yeah, Alan's there. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Jeff, hi, Jeff, can you hear us? Jeff, I think you're muted. Yeah, you have to mute, Jeff. Yeah, we're getting a few how about people. now? Can you copy me now? Yeah, copy you. Copy you fine. I see, uh, I see, uh, is that, who's that, Charlie? Is that Charlie there? Carlos. Hello. Carlos, Carlos is going by Carlos tonight, but that's Charlie, guys. He's down in uh, Uruguay. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everybody. Right. Yeah. I got you. How, 
How's my audio? It's not too hot, is it? No, it's uh, sounding good, uh, Jeff. Uh, how you doing tonight? Your shack looks good, like always. You, you looking good there? Are you hearing us, Jeff? Who's that? Charlie? That Charlie there? Carlos. Jeff? Jeff? Carlos is going by Carlos tonight. Somebody's listening to the YouTube feed and they're about 30 seconds behind. Yeah. Jeff, uh, I don't think you're hearing us. Uh, hello, yes, Jeff. Yes, I am. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, we do. We hear you fine. I said your shack looks great tonight, like always. Beautiful. There's just a lot of people talking at once, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. Glad you joined us tonight. Hey, hey, just let me just say real quick, and hey, we'll talk about anything and everything during this segment. I'm sure a lot of it is going to be talking with uh, Alex there, but uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, Charlie, I, I bought, you know, we talked last week, I bought one of these radios. You see that radio right there, Charlie? Yeah, sure. Yes, I bought it, let me tell you something, $69, I bought this radio to try it out. I thought it was going to be great. It sounded so bad. It sounded so terrible that I sent it back to Amazon the same day. <laughs> I think the speaker was a piece of a tin can and it had almost no audio. It was bad. So I, I'm very disappointed with it. Can you guys yeah. hear me now? We hear yeah, you. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we hear Hello. you. Yeah, I mean, Alan had a good experience with it. So I don't know, maybe yeah. it's uh, different batches. You have good ones or bad ones. Mm -hmm. I haven't tested it thoroughly yet. So, yeah. so but I didn't, uh, for for the money I paid, uh, it's okay. But, but I haven't tested it uh, too much. I've already had some issues with the firmware that uh, sometimes it locks up, but the i know that uh, the, the the firmware that comes stock has to be upgraded because it's a bit buggy so I, i've already knew that before buying so so as if it's an arduino there is no problem in yeah in upgrading a firmware because it's just uh, uploading a new sketch so 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 i haven't had time yet to to um to 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 really test it test it out but you know I, 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 as, as we have the the close experience of uh, Alan that he was uh, really happy with it so may, I don't know I don't yeah. know uh, I, I, I cannot uh, tell you yes or no about it well okay hey I forgot to do so I need to do something everybody just stand by and we'll be back with you in just a moment here June kicked off hurricane season and another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon when natural disasters strike, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and down. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies. Amateur Radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy. In addition to our lineup of amateur D-Star digital HF and analog radios, our IC SAT 100 portable satellite radio and the IP501HM LTE radios are an ideal solution for the additional coverage. ICOM's ICSAT 100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range by operating on Iridians, constellation of satellites, quickly and easily connect with other PTT devices, even from remote areas. 
The IP501H and the IP501M radios provide instant wide area coverage over LTE. By using the LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added cost of building and maintaining your own. Connect to all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with the VEPG4 ROIP gateway. From LAN mobile and LTE radios to IP communications terminals and IP phone systems, they work together to form one seamless, an uninterrupted network ensuring your comms are received. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, we're back here with... Uh Alex and the whole team tonight. Let's uh, let's see who joined us on uh, uh, Zoom. I think uh, Alan said he didn't have a mic, so uh, he he put a comment in the chat room. Any, who else joined us in the in Zoom? Who wants to jump in here? See how they're how they're uh, enjoying the show tonight. Oh, it's a great show tonight, Tom. Well, hey, good. Uh, Glad you're enjoying it, and we had a great oh, yeah. guest. Yeah, great guest tonight. We're probably going to have to have Alex on here uh, maybe every couple weeks, you know, just to have have some fun and talk about some good things, you know. Well, you know, when we come back from the break here, or I guess we are back from the break, you need yeah. to get Alex to talk about his amplifier. Yeah, we yeah. talk. We can talk a little about that too. You know, man, I might, I might just. Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to. I may do one. You know. Well, I, I'm telling you, I love this amp, uh, and I think uh, a part of uh, you know being successful calling uh, today, there was a uh, a station from Senegal, in Africa, I think it was uh, six uh, whiskey one. Uh, I forgot the QL, I forgot the call. I just made the contact, and then I, I listened to them. Of course, I always listen listen and listen before i can call i wanted to make sure that's the right person that i'm calling and i have all the information before i call and i call once w7 hotel uniform whiskey 7 hotel united didn't call me and then i wait until he finished the call sign and i call again whiskey 7 hotel uniform whiskey 7 hotel uniform guess what they gave me the I break mm -hmm. the pilot with the with the mercury <laughs> and the urban bean. I have the uh, step by our urban bean. I put it just right to to their location. Man, it's very good, and and, it, and you feel so good when you have an antenna and and an amplifier with a radio that everything match. Yeah, yeah. And when you put you know your antenna to that location. 
man, it's fantastic to listen how. And there was a guy I didn't know that uh, um, you know there was uh, that station. There was a guy who called me from Hialeah. He told me, "Hey, hurry up! Can you uh, check if you listen that station when I put him in here?" And I say, "Yes, I listen to them. And let me put the live stream. I didn't plan to do a live stream today, and I just put it because I want him to listen the station through my radio through the live stream." And I make the contact. He texts me, say, "You're so bad." <laughs> Can you tell us the name of that amp and the model number again, please? Okay, the uh, name is the Mercury 3S. Hold on, let me uh, put this camera here uh, the way you can see it. Um, it's the Mercury 3S. Okay. Hold. Camera. Okay. One second. How hard was it to build? I know it wasn't that hard. Hold on one second. Let me uh, do this. Uh, there is uh, many, many videos of how to build that on the uh, on the weapon. Now, also the uh, assembling assembling um, manual is very, very good. Okay, you see it in here? Oh yeah. Okay, let me turn on this. Well, see, like my Alpha has LEDs for the power and SWR and all that, but you've got a you've got a screen there that shows it. Yep. So yeah. uh, you see right there, and it is a touch screen. Okay, I don't know. Uh -oh. now, is there is there tuning or is there no tuning involved? No, 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 no tuning. You don't have to tune. That's a, a solid state, but yep. there is no antenna tuner inside. But it has protection from everything. So you can come here to the setup and uh, you do the antenna configuration. Of course, this camera is not good for this. I make a, can make a video. You can put on the antenna one. I have my antenna, the Orbin beam, which is, um, you know, from uh, 40 meter to six meter band. I have it on antenna one. A 160 meter, I put it on antenna two just for the show. And 80 meter, I have that. But if I do this reset, you see all of the antennas are right here. And then I can press here 160, and I can press here 80. So I have uh, in antenna one, two, and three. So if you want to take the um, the beep, you go here to the display. You can take the beep up, and you can dim. You can dim in, or you can put brighter, or you can put it on a sleep mode. And when you put it on a sleep mode, it will it will be on but you don't see the mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the screen mm -hmm. so and then you come here and you have all the features you know total consumption is um 1750 watts AC line for 120 volts which burn 14 uh amps i say 16 but it's 14 amps yeah. and 240 volts consume eight amps is it an auto and switch is it an auto band switching or do you have to uh, yes. manually band switch it, it is auto band switching i'm wow. going to yeah. that point um yeah. the power supply is built in it weighs only 27 pounds and you can plug that into 120 or 240 without doing anything just plug in and that's that it's working i have mine on 120 over here i used to have it on 240 but i moved to this room that I don't have uh, 240 here, and I put it on 120, and I make 1200 watts easy. So also, um, you know, uh, it has protection. If you overdrive, it will trip. If you actually have a high SWR, 2.1 or 125 
watts of uh, SWR or reflected power, it will go. Also, if it gets to the uh, limit current, the drain current to 39 amps, it will trip. And also, if it gets too hot to 65 Celsius, it will trip as well. It has also, uh, you oh, know, it, it works from 1.8 to 54. And is there uh, a specific interface cable between each radio and the amp? Or does it work off of RF? Uh, it works or uh, RF. It actually have a uh, you know a, a RF car detector uh, car, so it detects the RF from the radio. It's only one uh, you know cable from the radio to there, just for the PTT, you know. And so you have a coax, you have the, you have the coax, and you have the uh, PTT cable. That's yes, all. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it, and then the antenna. You have three antenna yeah, ports. You yeah, put yeah. three antenna on it. Okay. And, and then, uh, you know, it had protection from high reflective power. It had uh, current uh, voltage protection, uh, a wrong band selection protection, out-of-all power supply, uh, programming uh, three output antenna switcher, and it's only uh, 12 by 13.5 by 5.5 inch. That's so small. It weighs 27 pounds. It is, is amazing. It's a is, is, it, uh, is it made in the USA? It is made in the USA by Kilomike, three Kilomike. And then um, if, if by any chance it will trip, you reset here and that's it. You have auto or you can press that manually. You see? Uh, hold on. Let me put the beep because I like the beep on it. I put the beep on. I like the beep. You can actually change the band yourself or you can put it on auto. If I'm on, uh, okay, I, you see that it's here on, on 10 meter band. If I press the PTT now, I pressed the VTT, it came to 40 because I have my radio in 40 oh, meters. Oh, man, that is cool. So, it is it, it is a, a, a state-of-the-art. And, man, the price of this baby, I mean, and it's always cold, and I talk for hours. This amplifier, I mean, uh, it is amazing. It is amazing. It's easy to assemble, and the guy have a tremendous customer service, and, you know, beautiful, beautiful. Moss and... Um, uh, it has the BLF uh, 189XR, the uh, the uh, the transistor. You know, very very good, very good. So I think, uh, and it's a toy screen, seven seven inch. It have the operate button here. Yeah. Oh, I, hold on, I didn't show the operate because I have the. Uh, it has the operate button here, and you can put it on a standby and bypass and keep you know talking with your. 100 watts or whatever watts you want to do it. Uh, the the um, oh, so you got to run the for The whiskey seven HU decal is not included. <laughs> That's mine. So is that a, is that just a sticker you have on there? Yeah, it's just a sticker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I also but I also have this metal one, so I yeah. can put this metal one on it. Uh, uh, I have a question about I your call sign. Is there a significance to W seven HU? and the story behind it what do you say the story behind your call sign w7 oh yes i used to be charlie oscar 7 hotel uniform uh, oh, that's okay. why and that's why i end them up with this i oh, was uh, the cuban. <clears throat> yeah the cuban my cuban call sign was charlie oscar 7 hotel uniform in fact i find i found out that i have this qsl card that was my qsl card by in cuba <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Uh, a guy from uh, New York sent it to me. 
And that hey, was my achievement. Yeah. Is there a, a, a good website or is there a place to find information on this amp? Is there like yeah. a uh, kilo my kilo my three kilo my okay km three km dot com. Hey guys, we have uh, we have uh, Bill on the telephone. Hello, Bill. Hello there. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good, Bill. Now, Bill, what's your call? I'm, All right. Yeah, my my call is W8LV Whiskey Eight Lima Victor. Yeah. Okay. I thought about getting on the, the Zoom, but I have a face that was uh, yeah, it's made for radio, Tom. Well, well, a lot of us do uh, have that same one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, you, we, hey, we'll we'll take you either way, Bill. I was going to say, what makes him so special <laughs> that he gets to hide his face? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just wanted to ask Alex specific to the jamming. Is it only happening on? On 40 meters, or are they jamming other frequencies as well? And is it going on all the time? Is it uh, continuous jamming? Uh, how many transmitters do they really have? How many spots? How many? Sp I guess what I want to say is how many spots, for lack of a better word, can they block at any at any one time? Because certainly some communication must be getting through. And I'll go ahead and hang up on that, and I'll listen on the uh, television here with my wife. Okay, well, thank you so much, and uh, good evening to you, my friend. Uh, well, they start jamming on July 11th. They didn't stop. They have uh, 21 jamming stations, but they only have uh, up to seven running at the time. What they do is they have the 21, and they're running for a couple minutes, and then they put the other one to try to avoid the triangulization. The triangulization of many people that are being triangle, say uh, the signal... They know it's coming from Cuba, but they have many of those jamming stations that they used to jam in radio and TV Marti, okay? So uh, they're running, they say, with 15 kilowatts. And imagine if you have a 15 kilowatts in any part of 20 or 40 meter will burn 50 kilohertz easy with that, especially in the local area. You know, maybe it's not affecting the people on the West Coast, but the people who live in Cuba, like... Um, this guy, CO7, um, um, Whiskey Tango, he's putting on his um, uh, Twitter um, page that he has 60 dBs of uh, jamming signal in his home. That proves you that it's coming from there, and that proves you that he cannot talk in anywhere in the band because he has 60 dBs of jamming signal all over the band of 40 meter. And you say, why 40 meter? Let's go to 20. Well... There is a reason for that. What is the frequency that is most common between Miami and Cuba? 40 meter because of the propagation path. The pattern of propagation, you start at 8 o'clock in the morning, you finish by 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. That's when the propagation uh, uh, is gone. You have the entire day with propagation with that. But you cannot talk at any time between Miami and Cuba in 20 meter because the skip of propagation is going to be way far away you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's why the 40 meter band is the only one that they're jamming because it's the one that us the cuban america the defective of the communism the traitors are talking on yeah wow this is uh this is history in the making, the making. as this is going on 
Yep, and I actually, mm-hmm. uh, I say that two days after they start, I put a video, and and of course, I, I was actually uh, telling the world that they're jamming, and I denounced them, and hopefully one day they can stop that jamming signal, you know? Well, maybe someday they will. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, maybe that's my next new project, uh, Alex. Maybe I get me a Mercury 3S. Now, I don't know what I'll do with my other amplifiers. Maybe I'll have to. I don't know. Maybe I can sell them. Maybe no, I can keep backup them. time. Backup, yeah, I've got yeah. a backup to the backup. I was backup. say, God forbid, Tom actually sells something. Man, hey, Glenn. You know when we did, you came over and we did the contest here. Um, we uh let's see we uh we finally we, we were making so many noise so many calls we we used the uh voice recorder on my 7610 and uh the 7610 can take uh it has eight memory channels for voice and uh uh while glenn was here i built up a little one button switch so we had one voice memory and uh that would call cq cq but look hey my problem glenn i couldn't find a box so i ordered me some little I ordered me some little uh, project boxes this week off Amazon. I got five of them for like ten bucks. And uh, look at here, man. I've done put. Uh, I've got me eight buttons here, and I'm going to be building up my eight button memory uh, for my uh, 7610. So we can uh, we can say a lot of things now without talking. You know. Very cool. Yeah, I do that with my uh, Go box. I use the uh, FT450. From Yesu, and it's got yeah. two memories, and I reprogrammed the microphone uh, buttons and yeah. moved them out to foot pedals, so I can send two different voice messages with my feet, so I can be, you know, working stations at field day and having a drink, you know, while while we're doing the contact. I did that in 1990. I came up with one of the very first digital uh, voice uh, contests. Uh, chips that you could store um, a message and hit a button and give it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was upwards of a 20 second message. It was ISD, uh, was the company. ISD 2560, I think, was the chip. And they went on and made the chip that were in Hallmark cards um, to do your own voice recording on a Christmas card or a birthday card. And it used the same chip. And you could buy a Hallmark mm-hmm. card. And use that as the voice ID. Yeah. But I published the first uh, uh, version of that chip. I knew the guy that started the company. Well, he was an engineer at the company. Uh, I got in contact with him, and he sent me one of the very first prototype chips before they went into production. And I got it into 73 Magazine in 1990. And uh, in fact, I got it in uh, a month before QSD came out with it. <laughs> But I just found that article in that magazine going through my storage unit in the barn up in Ohio. So I was yeah. living. I have all my. I have every issue of seventy three magazine from the very first one. Um, so I was extracting well, you know, all those. I remember building those uh, chips first started coming out, and you could you could do voice recording. You know, I uh, I had several repeaters I built many years ago, and. Back then, you just didn't, I mean, you know, an idea wasn't that easy to put on. Mostly it was CW, and uh, I was always looking for a little chip or something, for a little voice ID, you know, and 
man, this, this kind of stuff we have today just, you know, being thrown out. These little chips and stuff do what we needed back then. Oh, you remember the uh, the button, the little red button that uh, they had at Staples? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the easy everything. button. Yeah, the, the easy e- button. That was easy? Well, a yeah. friend of mine reprogrammed his, and when you punched it, it says, that was harder than it seemed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, man. here's one for you, Bill. That's the ISD 1820 for an Arduino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was going to play with the same thing. The really cool thing is they're programmable. I actually made a telemetry unit that would speak uh, temperature and battery voltage because you could record like a little two second uh, segment of your voice. So you could go zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, et cetera. And then individually address those and have just whatever number you wanted or whatever letter uh, speak it. And you could control that with an Arduino. Oh. It's a great little project to do. And you can make a talking uh, uh, thermometer or a talking voltmeter that way. Yeah, that was one of the reasons I got it. I just haven't had a chance to play with it yet. <laughs> you know, so it's been great having Alex on here talking about his story but he's about convinced me to buy an amplifier that i probably shouldn't buy <laughs> me too tom i'm reading the uh yeah looking at the videos and yeah stuff on it now while we're on the listening yeah he, he I, he's, i'm really into qrp but that amp looks pretty neat <laughs> to me qrp is a kilowatt <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, I mean you can excite that with 10 watts and it'll give you you know 700 watts easy with oh oh i i it looks like it looks like my wife is watching the show she just made a comment she's logged in as me she's been testing hambot so if you look at that last comment i saw that yeah yeah so 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 yeah that was just that was just a joke guys i'm really not interested in buying any new ham equipment at this time The comment says, Glenn, you are correct. Tom never sells every anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to say hello to way, I wanted to say hello to Carlos. Carlos, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. ¿Qué tal? <laughs> Mucho gusto. Muy linda tu historia. Yo eh, comencé a escuchar tarde por la mitad de tu historia, pero bueno, muy linda. Oh, no, 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 no. ¿Cómo está ustedes? Bien, Bárbaro, gracias. Y, y, y no como gato, no como perro. Dos cervezas, por favor. Cerveza Nato, fría, por favor. I, I learned something, an 807. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. um, Alex, uh, somebody just asked how much soldering is involved with that amplifier. Not much. You have to solder, of course, the uh, the coax uh, coming from the board, and uh, you know the uh, the uh, connector, the PLs, and the uh, power supply cable. But uh, it's minimum, you know. Most okay. of the assembling is is pretty well done. Hey, hey so cool. let me ask you a question: Are the boards already basically built? Are the uh, is the LD MOS everything already mounted, or do you do you solder yes. Every, yes. all the pieces? Yes, 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 yes. You, you just get I, the modules. I get, yes, you mount. Yeah, you get you the modules. You don't have to, don't have to do uh, pretty much anything. It, ah, it's okay, tested okay. And it's and it's coming just to put on. Put the, uh, yeah, it's like it's like a Lego. I've I've been to the website just now and I saw it's uh, all the modules and you can buy the the, the, the modules. Case. 
of the course. case, the modules, and you put everything together. Exactly. And it's really very easy. easy. Yeah. It's very easy. I know my friend Carlos, uh, Kilo Japan 4, November Queen Alpha. He is, he did it. If, if Carlos did it, everybody <laughs> can do it. You know? Hmm. So, that's, no, that's another Carlos, not you. That, that's no, I know, I know. I'm laughing about the, yeah. Yeah, my good friend yeah. Carlos. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he did it quick. And, you know, he did it just after me. And I did it. I, with I, I, I wish I had one of those. But well, <laughs> my son, Alex, he's in 40VJ. He's uh, 13, but he was, uh, you know, 12 when we got the, uh, when we got the, uh, or 11, when we got the, the amp. And he was actually very curious. You know, I just soldered him, but the rest, he was assembling with me, and that was so great to have him involved in that project, you know? Right. So, it is good. It is good. Nice. Well, everybody, I'm going to sign off. It's been great, great show, and I look forward to seeing uh, several of you at the Huntsville Ham Fest here on the weekend. We'll see you. We'll yeah. be there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Tom, I'm going to go, too. So, so nice everybody have fun. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Yes, and uh, excellent show. Uh, great story, and I, I really am looking forward to the movie. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. That would make All right, great Bill. We'll see you. Bill, we'll see you in a couple of days, a few days. We'll be down here. Uh, All righty. All right. Hey, guys. Huntsville, we're talking about Huntsville Ham Fest. We'll be there. We'll be there Thursday evening. Um. I'm gonna slip in here while they're setting the place up, and uh, man, offer the uh, offer the guy setting it up a uh, five dollars or maybe a Coca-Cola, and they'll uh, they'll build your space kind of like you want it. That was uh, that's something we figured out uh, last time we were there. Gonna be great, uh, uh, even though the attendance. I think some a lot of vendors, not a lot, but a few of the big vendors are not gonna be there. Yezu's not gonna be there. DX Engineering has canceled. MFJ has canceled, uh, but uh, I think that's the only uh, major vendors that have canceled. Uh, I think they're still sold out pretty much on the 390 flea market spaces they have inside. Uh, we're going to have a nice booth set up. If you do go to Huntsville, come by and see us. We'll be right there by the entry door, and uh, we'll be glad to uh, uh, say hello to you. And uh, uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, well, I've been going back and forth with the Phase Doc folks, and they're going to be there at Huntsville for the first. That's going to be their very first ham fest. Now, who is that, Glenn? Uh, Phase Doc. They build a uh, breadboarding type system. Let me see if I can grab it here real okay. quick. Okay. Hey, if you're out there little right now, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, please hit the YouTube subscribe button for our channel. We'd love to have you do that. It helps us out a whole lot. We're a little late in the show. The numbers are still looking fairly good. Uh, do we have anybody new tonight uh, that this is their first time to be with our show? If, if this is your first time, let us know in the chat room. And what do you got there, Glenn? reviewed this in QST a couple months back. This is called the Phase Dock Workbench. There we go. Oh, oh, is that for the Arduino? Uh, it's for anything. Oh. Everything mounts on a what they call a click or a slide, and it can be removed. Let's mm -hmm. see if I can 
pop it out here without breaking it. But everything's made to snap into place. I remember how to do it. There we go. And everything just snaps into place. And you can just mount stuff on the board as you need it. So let's say I want to work with a Raspberry Pi instead of an Arduino. I can mount it on the, the little unit and just, you know, swap it out. Oh, uh, that's oh, that's really cool for prototyping. You always have everything like like a a, a octopus, you know, everything. It's <laughs> yeah. For example, this is you know it, this is what they call a, a click, and it just literally hard to show you in the board, but it literally just snaps into the board. So you can position it as you need it, add the components as you need it. I've just got my usual a bunch of Arduino parts. And I can do all kinds of prototyping on here and then transfer it. And you can even get it with a protective case. So it, it becomes a permanent... Uh, <laughs> permanent. The, the monsters can't play with it. Yeah. But uh, they're going to be there uh, at the show. And actually, we're going to be giving one of those away as a door prize at my forum uh, on Saturday. Well, what's uh, the name of that? Phase Doc. P-H-A-S-E Doc. D-O-C-K. And this will be their very first ham fest that they're going to. And uh, Tom, I'm going over Friday. I'll be there probably about 3 o'clock. I'm stopping at the... Uh, Space and Rocket Center to kill some time on the way over and uh, I should be there about four o'clock or so if you wanted to do something in the lobby I don't know what we're gonna do yet well, we'll just see how it goes uh, just don't know yet but I, I, I am bringing the mobile video cart that we'll be able to roll around during the show and, and have live video and uh, we roll that back to the room every night so uh, that has made it uh, possible to roll that thing down to the lobby uh, of the hotel there and set up and just do a webcast from anywhere, you know. So I, I you know, I'm not sure what we'll do, but because I remember you did that uh, a few years ago. A few years ago, there with Martin and a couple other folks yep. in the lobby yep. there at the Embassy Suites. Yeah, and it, I, I wish Martin was making it this year, but they've decided not to come. So, yeah, we're going to miss yeah. Martin. I have a question to to Alex. Hey, Alex, uh, do you know um, Charlie Oscar? Let me see. Charlie hey, Oscar. No, sorry, no. Charlie Oscar two Foxtrot Echo Lima. Charlie Oscar two Foxtrot Echo Lima. Let me see. It's I called Felix. Uh, Felix. Felix. Let me see. Uh, Felix Sicle. No, I don't know. No. Okay. Let's see. He now he came down to Uruguay to live. Uh, I've, I know him from the club. He's a member of the club now. Well, uh, she have uh, three letters in the back. That means that he was a new ham. 
Maybe. Yeah, he's he's young. He's a young guy. He's a, a communications engineer back there in 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 Cuba. But he he fled down to Europe. I don't know. He, okay, he, uh, no, he, I mean I I know people who who, who maybe will know who he is because I know I have a lot of good friends there that they can give me, you know. And, but uh, if he's in Uruguay, he moved over there. He's a good guy. <laughs> okay. He's a good guy. Okay, guys, I think um, um, I got to go now. Uh, it's uh, 10.35 here, and I got to work tomorrow. Okay. But, um, I appreciate, uh, Tom, that you invited me here. I yeah, I love to to see uh, Bill and uh, and team and uh, Glenn and, and Carlos and um, you know all of you guys tonight over here and this is good. This is a good place. Anytime yeah. you want me to be here uh, to talk about ham radio, if there is any update on the Cuban situation, yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll have you back on again Zoom. Maybe I mean uh, uh, back on the show again soon. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe we can get you on here uh, every few weeks if you have the time. You know, just to yeah, kind of be yeah, a regular to come tonight. on the show here. We'll get with you, man. I appreciate you being with us tonight. Great show, great story. Everybody really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Uh, and yeah. um, I love Miami. Uh, in my uh, other job, I, I re retired from a company after 35 years, and. Uh, uh, Miami was our Latin America headquarters, and I was down in Miami about every month. I spent a lot of time in Miami uh, when I w was not in the rest of the other places of the world, but uh, Miami is kind of a favorite place for me, too. It, well, uh, they say that Miami is a Latin American city closest yeah. to the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, 7-3, yeah. seven, 7-3, three, yeah. seven, three, and we'll see you later. And uh, Oh, man, you, you know, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight thinking about this amplifier all night now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wanted to uh, say goodbye to uh, Richard, Papa Zulu, to Yankee Tango, and Glenn, and Amel, uh, which AP Glass, his call sign is Kilo... Uh, Delta 8 India India Japan Amel thank you for uh, checking uh, Tom's uh, YouTube thank you also for subscribe uh, to him uh, as well as uh, Judel and all the guys that usually listen to me calling CQ over the 20 meter Carlos I don't have your call sign but uh, if you got a chance send me uh, throw me an email with your call sign and I would love to schedule a contact with you over the air one day okay thank you so much guy Glenn my pleasure and Tom Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, God bless you all. Thank you. Like I always says, God bless America. All right, man. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, let's see. We've got a few more minutes. Uh, do we have with nobody else on the telephone? Nobody's calling in. Now, guys, we can take up to 1,000 simultaneous phone calls on our phone system. The most I've ever had on here is three or four phone calls at simultaneously. We could take 1,000. I wish you could help us test that. So give us a call, and we'll uh, we'll try to see if we can manage that. Also, the Zoom and let's link. See if you can manage uh, a thousand calls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see if we can. Yeah. All right, and the Zoom link again. I'll put the Zoom link in case somebody didn't, you know, I need to post it again. Let me just put it in here. Here we go. Uh, maybe somebody didn't see it earlier, but uh, you can join us just by clicking on it right there. Um, so, um, you know, in addition to our uh, video show here on YouTube, our YouTube channel, we are also 
uh, on WBCQ. It's a world famous international shortwave station out of Monticello, Maine, and we're on uh, 7490 kilohertz right now. Not sure about the power, maybe only 50,000 watts, not a lot, uh, but we still uh, uh, can be heard in many places. So uh, if you're out there, give us, a, give us an email, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com and uh, tell us uh, that you heard us tonight. And hey, if you'd like to join us live during the live video show, that's on Tuesday night. If you're on shortwave, you're actually hearing this on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Um, we used to do the shortwave and the show at, uh, at the very same time, but uh, in, in moving things around, we lost our live time slot uh, for shortwave. So, uh, and it's worked out better for us actually to, uh, to rebroadcast the uh, shortwave piece. So, on shortwave, we're on a Thursday afternoon from 5 till 7 p.m. Eastern Time on 7490. And you can join the show every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time if you go to youtube.com slash W5KUB. So um, you can join us either place here. All right. Well, Glenn, I can't wait, man. Hun Huntsville's coming up, man. I can't wait. Mm. First time. Actually, it's kind of funny. You were at the last ham fest I went to in Orlando. Yep. Yep. Year and a half ago. Oh yeah, we uh, we did the last, last one together. Uh, yeah, that was the last one I went to. As a matter of fact, I started getting ready for this week. Yeah. Getting my forum stuff together, and I brought down a backpack that I hadn't used since Orlando, and I opened that thing up, and I found all of the stuff that I had been missing since Orlando. Yeah. All kinds of cool stuff in it. You know, half the stuff I bought in Orlando. Well, I tell you, I, I tell you, I, I, I tell you, the uh, that that ham fest we went to, that was the last one. Things were just about going bad fast. Uh, just oh my god! You know, it, they were going bad, man. What what's wrong there? Yeah, hey, Teresa, long time no see, girl. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Teresa, is she in here? Yeah, she, she is. is. Oh, hey, Teresa. I down my bill. Well, Teresa, uh, condolences to you. I know you just lost your other parent uh, here yeah. this past week, and uh, uh, you're in uh, everybody's prayers and our thoughts, man. Hang in there. It'll, it'll be okay. Uh, Teresa's uh, been with us a lot of times, a lot of places. She's helped us out in uh, Huntsville particularly and uh she has gone around the uh the room there and done video for us and uh and uh man we're gonna miss that this year um yeah uh, i wish i could make it yeah well i'm a little nothing else I, it would give me a weekend out of the house yeah well you know i'm <laughs> yeah. a little i'm a little worried i'm a little worried uh um i'm a little worried about the covid deal we've had our shots so we're gonna try to be careful of course you can never be careful if the germs hit you, but uh, I don't know. Things have kind of got to get back to normal, you know, and I thought things were starting to get back to normal. Uh, here in Collierville, Tennessee, this is kind of a suburb. It's outside of Memphis. Things look pretty normal here. I mean, 
I go to the grocery store, I go to Lowe's, Home Depot, wherever I go, people aren't wearing masks. Everything looks normal. We're not not hearing a lot, but the county, they're saying the county is just swamped with hospitalizations and they're talking about how bad it is. And if you look at the map, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama is completely red. Every county is red with the, the COVID. That, that's the maximum strength, I guess. And But I don't know. We're going to go. And uh, I guess if you die, you, you're going to die having fun with ham radio. Now, Kathy's not a ham, so uh, hopefully it'll it'll well, just hit me. She's going to just sell all your stuff for what the price she told her it cost. Well, so. right before I go to Huntsville, before I, I'll put a sticker on all this stuff in here so she'll know what it cost. You know. <laughs> she can't come back in the room. If we both make it back, uh, I, I get to come in here and take the sticker off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, when I was at Amazon there, they would do testing and everything, and we'd get a uh, notification on their app, and it seemed like they had at least one case every day for the entire time I was there. Wow. Just at one, one warehouse. Well, and I don't know if people here know who I'm fixing to mention, but I think one of the reasons that MFJ is not making it and they chose not to come, Mike Ennis, KB5YJF, Mike was the manager of Ameritron, the production manager for Ameritron. That's a part of MFJ. And Mike was always the one that came to Huntsville and... If you went to the Maritron booth, you'd always talk to Mike. And uh, Mike died last week from COVID, and uh, it was uh, it was terrible. Uh, he had not had the shots yet, and uh, it just got him. And uh, you know, uh, that probably had a lot to do with with uh, uh, MFJ not coming. I would I would assume it did. Well, I would think that just about everybody over there would be in quarantine or something yeah, similar yeah. because of that. Well, that's true. That's true. And, you know, and, so. you know you're, you're absolutely right. If they came and all, and, and they brought staff from Ameritron, everybody, you go up there looking at your amps, now you're, now you're, you know, getting, getting up against uh, COVID, you know, uh, people that have been exposed, you know. Yeah, Chris just posted in the chat. I'm looking at that. MFJ, Tar Heel Antennas, Diamond Antennas, DX Engineering, HRO, Yesu, and Amateur Logic have all pulled out. Because HRO, I didn't know HRO pulled out, man. You know, wow. Wow. The Embassy Suites. Yeah, wow. uh, a lot of the big vendors that would have to travel are pulling out. But I would say that the flea market people are probably going to be there. Yeah, but you know what? We're still going to go. I want to support this ham fest. I'm going to put some money in there in the pot there for the tickets. Uh, I'm going to support this ham fest. It's time that we try to get back some uh, normalcy, and uh, uh, hopefully we can do it safe. And uh, we're going to go. We're going to enjoy it. It's it, it's a it's just a nice place to go with the hotel, the air conditioning. It's clean. It's nice. Um, we'll just have to try to take extra precautions, and uh, I mean, life is going on. So uh, we will. Uh, we're going to be there. 
Wear your mask, Tom. Yeah, we will, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be there. I uh, that's uh, well, that's a bigger list than what I saw yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's surprising. That's surprising. I've also heard that the uh, Dayton group, they're um, they're not going to have the representation. They pulled uh, out. Um. Well, and they may. I've been wondering them and Orlando. That, that, that's what I've heard. I don't and know. Orlando. I As of yesterday, they were still on the floor plan on the last uh, published um, thing. They were right next to uh, Orlando. All right. Well, no more phone calls. The phone lines are open, guys. Yeah, you were talking about John, there. I need an Amfest. You were talking about there in Collierville how things are looking pretty good. Things here in College Station look fairly normal. But if you watch the news, um, I know there's at least two of the hospitals in Houston that they've <clears throat> got so many patients that they've opened up uh, tents. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <clears throat> to be able to take patients. Well, there's so much out there in the media. It's getting difficult to know what is right, what is true, what's not true. You know, I'm hearing and I'm trying to believe that 80% uh, of all the people going in a hospital are people that have not had the shot. So that kind of makes me think that I'm fairly protected. Um, that doesn't mean I'm totally protected. There are people, and 20% of people, I guess, that are going to the hospital that have the shot, um, I, I, I'm not sure how bad they're getting. Uh, what I'm hearing is a lot of people are having cold-like symptoms for two or three days. Now, if I get COVID, of course, that's what I want. I want the cold-like symptoms for a couple of days. But, uh, man... Yeah, uh, Mississippi. The, Mississippi. The they're filled. Statistics the here in Uruguay are that uh, people that we, we are very uh, good with the with the vaccines here. Uh, I think we are getting up to seventy percent of the population with uh, with vaccinated. So the the news is that uh, the people that it's getting into intensive care in the hospitals. Uh, none of them have. Uh, sorry, uh, all of them uh, are people with without shots. So, so people with that are vaccinated, uh, if they get the the virus, the, the they take it really, really uh, uh, soft. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not problematic. And we have been having a couple of of days already without any death. Uh, related to the COVID, so we are really good. And I'm already uh, assigned a, a date for the third, the third shot here. Yeah, and that's so. what they're recommending here. They're going to start recommending a booster shot. And you yeah. know, uh, the people that that do have the shots and are getting it probably have other conditions to them. I, you know, I have a, some. I, I call it light medical issues. And of course, my age puts me at even a higher risk than somebody you know 20 years younger than me. So, you know, I don't know, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. The yes, here they it's it's really very well 
sort out uh, the the they are given a, um, a, a how do you say a, a booster shot. You're no, talking? no, but oh. they put uh, with more priority. They're oh, prioritizing oh, yeah. the the people with uh, problems yeah. and and with and pre-existing with pre-existing conditions or yeah, you know, other everything. Things. But uh, yeah. but all we we had most of the. It was up to I think it was sixty years old. You had the the Chinese one, which is a traditional. Uh, uh, I they call it uh, sleeping uh, uh, virus method, which is the traditional method, uh, and not like the new technology like the Pfizer one. Uh, so yeah. we had that one with, that everybody knew worked, but had like uh, it, it wasn't effective for a long time. So that's why we are getting the third shot. It's a Pfizer. Uh, yeah, shot. yeah. So, so we are getting. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm seeing, you know, like I said, you don't know, and I guess things are changing as the medical field learns about this. For instance, you know, how long does the shot last? Well, already, you know, I'm seeing reports that the Pfizer shot is, uh, let's see, the Moderna shot is like... Uh, 70 something percent effective now and then the Pfizer maybe 42 percent I don't know you know well and, they and, keep throwing numbers out all over the place yeah, so there's yeah. really no way to tell anything. yeah but the thing is it's not about the, the, the effectiveness they call effectiveness when you don't get the, the, the you don't get sick but yeah yeah right the, the good thing about it is when you get sick but you don't have to go to hospital. It's right, like a right, flu. right. And that's the important thing. I don't care if I get sick. Uh, yep. If if, yeah. if it's just staying at home a couple of days, you know. Yeah. So, so that's not the problem. Yeah, I the problem agree with that, you. you. For you, don't to die. <laughs> that's the problem. Hey, so. Tom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. I I'd like to make an announcement. Uh, I just uh, pulled up something here on my phone. That said, the schedule of FCC amateur radio application fees likely will not go into effect before 2022. The FCC staff has confirmed during a recent virtual meeting with volunteer examining coordinators, VECs, that the agency is still working on the necessary changes of the universal licensing system software and the process and procedures that must be put in place uh, before it starts collecting fees from amateur radio applicants, so um, it, it's good news because my uh, my license expires on the tenth of December, and I don't want to pay the thirty five dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, hey, thirty five dollars is a ten. The license is good for ten years. That's three dollars and fifty cents a year, uh, man. Uh, but hey, Tom, yeah, you still have to pay the fifteen dollar fee to take your license exam. For the ARRL, they're not they're not uh, doing away with it. Yeah. So in essence, you're paying fifty dollars for a license. Yeah, five dollars a year. Five dollars a year, I man. Renew mine. So you know, I'm trying I'm to think. I'm trying to think. What could I do without every year for five bucks? Oh, man, maybe maybe two candy bars. Man, candy bars are getting high. I looked at a, I looked at a Baby yeah. Ruth man at the store. Baby Ruth was a buck and a half, man. I, I used to buy, ba I used to buy a candy bar for about twenty five cents. Now they're a buck and a half, man. 
Let, let me tell you something. Being on the dot am, I have saved so much money. I'm not having to buy things like candy bars and cokes. Yeah. Now all I got to do is take a, a cardboard box and cut it up into slices and maybe reheat it in the microwave, and I'm good. Well, that cardboard tastes pretty good. <laughs> you know. Well. Well, I I took my medicine the other morning uh, there, there's there's good news and there's bad news uh, the uh, the good news is I'm not going to have any teas or flicks fleas or ticks uh, for, uh, for, uh, uh, for three months the bad <laughs> news is I took the wrong pills man yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doug says that's only a whopper, one whopper each year. And just think if we didn't eat that one whopper each year, how much weight we could lose. Man. And that's actually very true. Yeah. <laughs> As one who's lost 80 pounds, uh, yeah. Moonshine. They want to know how much moonshine. Well, there's moonshine. I don't, I don't drink, so I don't know. You make but. your own, and it's free, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying your your skin tone. My skin is green. green. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Let me see what I can do. I don't uh, understand well, what that. What is your 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 makeup's wearing off, and your Martian skin is showing through? You know, I'm wondering about that. Why is my skin looking like that tonight? You have to do white balance to the camera. Is that what I need to do? Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing with some stuff right now. Probably, maybe so. Yeah, nothing's changing. Probably not even changing the right one here. Let's see. No, I don't see nothing changing. That gray deer lying out. Let's see. Whoop, wrong way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I just probably need to. I need to get some different light in here or something. Different ways. You know, but uh, talking in the chat room about diabetics and, and everything else, I'm a diabetic and a heart patient. And, uh, you know, like I say at Amazon, the uh, the care area was right outside the hallway to the engineering office. So I'm like, I've probably been exposed a hundred times. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I have to have a paycheck to pay for my ham radio habit. Wow, so, you turned all white there, Tom. There, yeah. I miss that. You know, but it's one of those, I've got to be out in the public to, to get my paycheck, so what's a ham fest at this stage of the game? He's turned all white, and then he, now, there he, he's gone all quiet on us. Yeah. All right, well, guys, we're about coming up to the end of the show tonight. I want to thank everybody for being with us tonight. We had a good time. Oh, we got somebody on the phone. Let's see who that is. The phone's been turned down. Who we have on the phone? Oh, well, we don't have anybody on the phone. Don't have anybody on the phone. Well, we, I thought we had somebody there. Okay. I had it. I had the music turned down, so I didn't see we had anybody. Good night to everybody, and uh, we will uh, see you next week. Uh, well, we'll see you from Huntsville. We'll see you at Huntsville. Yeah, hey, hey guys, we'll see you at Huntsville. We really will. Uh, we're going to be webcasting all day 
Friday, you, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, are you we'll broadcasting be, your way down there, Tom? No, we won't do that. But uh, we okay. will uh, we'll webcast set up. It'll probably start about ten or eleven o'clock a.m. Friday morning, and then we'll be uh, on the afternoon. And then um, we'll, uh, we'll 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 have our show uh, Friday and Saturday, and we'll give away a lot of prizes. So uh, be sure and uh, uh, tune in and. Uh, uh, just one last comment. If you hey, if you want to put your name in for this, uh, oh boy, that looks terrible. If you want to put your name in for this uh, Heil mic, which is autographed by Bob Heil right there, uh, hey, any donation for five dollars or more uh, to help us with our expenses, you might win this one prize right here. This is the only prize we're setting aside for uh, people that w want to help support us. So uh, go to www.w5kub.com, click on donate up here. Five dollars gets you one chance. Ten dollars gets you two chances. Fifteen gets you three. One thousand dollars. We'll get you, how many times will five go into a thousand? It'll get you the microphone and the Bob Hiles. It'll get you, it'll get you everything, that whole box, everything. I'll even pay for the shipping. Guys, good night. We'll see you later. It's 10 o'clock uh, Central Time, and our, we're, we're signing off on Troy. Good night, everybody out there. Good, good night, night to everybody in the chat room. Good night, Teresa. Good night.